Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 104 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast tonight. Sony exits GDC. There was an Animal Crossing Direct. Saber Interactive gets absorbed. EA cancels the Star Wars. Eli Roth directs the Borderlands. Private Division moves the Kerbal Space Dose. It's a lot of those in there. I didn't realize that. I think it flows well. And I think the the Star Wars is part of me our second time that it's been canceled. So because like, it seems Wars like very familiar that the Star Wars have been canceled. Someone somewhere is always canceling the, a form of the Star Wars. EA is always canceling a form of the Star Wars. I, I would argue that the Star Wars probably should have been canceled altogether quite some time ago. Oh God, <laughs> you're, you're like somebody online's like when they were looking at that um, the Skywalker saga 4K. They're like, sure, I'll buy six movies and three coasters. Let's go. <laughs> I haven't seen the other three, so in my opinion, I'm buying three movies and six coasters. So, I don't even know what happened. Some people said that, too. Some people said, what are you talking about? It's three movies and six coasters. <laughs> Live correction on the air. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA GeForce loses Bethesda support. Stadia adds some steam. That's a good one. PUBG increases the party fun. Witcher 3 is crossing the saves and dotting the clouds. Sonic is the number one grossing video game adaptation. And Kunai suffers the bombing wrath. I had to look this up. I was like, oh, no, what happened? So we will uh, we will discuss all these news bits. It's quite a bit of news, but I think we'll be able to rapid fire through this. We want to get back to streaming. We played Siren last week on stream and had a blast with it. So yeah. we're looking to do some, another. St- we're not going back to Siren. We'll discuss why. But even though we had uh, some um, great viewers that joined us, that was and, fun. Trying to encourage us to go through it. I, we were over it after the. <laughs> I'm all about horror games, but and I'm all about doing puzzles in horror games, but this is 100% puzzle horror. Man. It's like 200% puzzle horror. It's like there's less horror. I mean, it's more all like puzzles and some of it just a bit of luck. Puzzle horror and dying. Yeah, <laughs> that's the synopsis. luck part. Yeah, it's the luck part. Luck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cool concept, but uh, we will discuss Siren. That is my only game played. This you know week. what? Yeah, we have a lot to talk about that. I'll let you. I'll let you hit another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a refreshment. We have another beverage review. Uh, thank you to Walmart, our sponsor, for providing. You sent me a picture of this yeah. like this past week, and I was like, I've seen those before. Yeah. And so I was in Walmart today uh, getting candles for um, my oldest had a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. You were there. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese has changed pretty drastically. It's I not... expected more arcade machines. There was but none. It's... The only thing I recognized was Space Invaders. And even at that was like a different version of Space Invaders. I like that Space Invaders, though. It I've... is It is pretty good. I played that one when I was in... Uh... Doing a job in Florida. You recognize so, some pirate PS3 game that they had there? Dead Storm, I think it is. Dead Storm yeah. Pirates. Yeah, but it, it was a pack-in that they did with the Time Splitters, not Time Splitters, uh, Time Crisis. Time Crisis. Oh, I don't know why Splitters. Oh, it was a Namco game. Yeah, it was like a Freudian slip. You're just wanting yeah. to play some time. We could play a co-op yeah. game of Time Splitters on stream. So it was that thing when the PlayStation Move came out, and they were like, "Hey, give us your shit," and that's yeah. when we had so many fucking Move games, like. Light gun real games. We already have Time Crisis. We have Point Blank. We have all these things ready to go. Because we had like I think we had two Time Crisis come out. Then that the Resident Evil games from Wii the, that we both talked Resident about Evil games week. and then uh, House of the Dead games. There's three of those. So yep. I mean, all right. So I was in. Uh, we're disappointed with Chuck E. Cheese. I was in Walmart to get a candle for Chuck E. Cheese and found Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel. And uh, we specifically, they've had these out for a while, but they... Yeah, the I sent you the ones, photo, and you're like, you said you've seen them before. It just, they were not priced right. They weren't priced right. These still aren't priced right. So. <laughs> no, no, you said you used fate to purchase it. <laughs> Price was not the deciding factor for you, right? It was like, ah, oh, fucking fate. It's right uh, We just have to have it. We yeah. have to do... I'm enjoying doing the live drink reviews. Yeah. So this is actually... We were waiting for the zero sugar uh, version. I, I have to have the zero sugar one. I think you prefer... 
those as well. I prefer to get my carbs other in other places. Oh, easily. Yeah. Uh, so this is Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel Zero Charged Raspberry Lemonade. Uh, they promise, the top of the can promises alertness and accuracy. Just those two things. Um, and <laughs> There's a tutorial. <laughs> yes, it's uh, open here and drink here and pull and slide. Pull tab up and slide back. All right, we trying this? And there's like a little, um, like a, what, what is that? Going down the open? All right. Maybe this is a quieter one. There's instructions on the top too. Open I don't know, but it has the cross and circle button on there one too. One pull. Okay, so it's it's halfway sponsored Does by yours, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Yours have the cross and circle yep, too. Yep. I yeah. didn't get box and triangle. <laughs> box and pyramid. Oh god. Open. Okay. All right. Is that it? Now slide back. What do we do? Pull. See. Slide. Yep. Where does it go? I just spilled some. Right here. Oh, you just slide it back yeah. that way. Yep. Oh, and it locks in place. Hmm. Yep. This is where all your extra money is going towards. Just that this, fucking uh, mechanism on the top? This fucking lid technology. What is the whole point? Would you seal it back up? Um. Yeah, see? Then you can... Yeah, look at that. It seals right back up. Yeah, but it's carbonated. Why would you want to... I see bubbles here where I spilled it. Well, what happens if you need to like, run to the bathroom, but you don't want to leave your beverage? You get parched on the way. Oh, my God. We've been cleaning up up here. I have no fucking paper towels to clean up where I splash. Use, use the air duster and blow it dry. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll shoot it at you. Yeah. I gotta have people to. Oh, I know where they're at. Hold on. This is not good for air. No, it's perfect for air. Describe the scent. Um, I can't smell anything, so I would imagine it smells like whatever charred raspberry lemonade smells like. It does smell like raspberry lemonade? I can't smell anything. My no. nose is clogged. How are you gonna be able to taste it? It's not that clogged. It does smell like raspberry lemonade. There we go, confirmation. And a little. Little like vomit. That's like most. Like somebody threw up in the hallway in elementary school, and then they sprinkled that stuff over the top of it. Like most game foil <laughs> drinks. <laughs> that might just be the Walmart effect. Okay, we going in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad. That's good as hell. Mm. Okay, it was weird. Uh, that black tab on the top was kind of weird. Mm. Drinking against it. It's not super carbonated, right? Mm-mm. I've already felt my alertness and accuracy increasing. I haven't. I spilled some more. <laughs> my accuracy is dropping. Dude, that's good. I like it. Yeah. You have to try the watermelon let me know. You won't give it a shot? I will not chance it. Can I look at the ingredients before I purchase it and make sure uh, it has no watermelon? Yeah, if it has no watermelon, we're good. For our, our listeners at home, I am allergic to the watermelons. And yes, I know your endless emails will come through and say, but Sester, I'm sure they can't afford to put real watermelon in game fuel. That would be way too expensive. It's not worth the risk. But I don't want chances. So sometimes there's fruit pectin in there, and you have no idea what they throw in fruit pectin. So right. For all I know, it could be avocados in there, which is another thing that would kill me. That would be bad. Avocados and watermelon, that cannot be a good combination. Every time I look at chips with avocado oil, I'm like, you almost got me this time, chips. <laughs> not today, chips. Yeah, not today. Does the theme from uh, California Highway Patrol play in your head when you're thinking chips? Like no. Eric Estrada? Mm -mm. Uh, the one with uh, Wilmer Valdemar does. Oh, he was in a reboot of chips, mm -hmm. wasn't he? Mm -hmm. It didn't fare well. Because nobody remembers it but me, so. Yeah, you had to bring it up. I wouldn't remember. Yep. Very lightly carbonated, very... um. 
very mild raspberry and lemonade flavor, but it doesn't taste like an energy drink. And it's me. like tutorials on the side and the top, so I mean, you, you'll figure out how to drink it. You can't fuck it up unless you <laughs> did like I did. It made a mess. It does taste like a carbonated uh, raspberry lemonade, so I'm okay with it. That's good. All right. Maybe we get some other flavors. It's odd that they do raspberry lemonade and some watermelon for theirs, but I don't know, I guess. Because there's only two zero flavors, right? Yeah. I mean, if they had like a fucking Code Red version, oh. I love Code Red. I would like buy cases of that like I would have Surge. If Cherry Mountain is my me. jam. I love Surge. Did you like the Kroger Red one? The Kroger oh. Red, Red Alert or whatever they call yeah, it? Yeah, but sometimes it's hard to find. It's like a rare, it's like a shiny version they of the They don't Pokemon. restock that one. Yeah, I'm like. They restock the regular citrus, but it's not like every one. time I'm in the Midwest, I gotta get the the red cream soda because that's the only place I can find red cream soda. I've never had red cream soda. Yeah. You have to bring some back next time. Yeah, so I only see it in the Midwest. <laughs> it's like apparently it's like an Ohio thing or something. Like that. It's, it's like, like something in that valley. The unicorn of sodas. Yeah, I'm like I see ones like oh red cream soda and I buy it again. I'm like and it's like <laughs> fucking Barks red cream soda. When's the last time you ever seen a Barks red cream soda? Never. I've yeah. never seen one. And it's like uh, it's like their it's like their thing over there, kind of like Skyline Chili and stuff, shit like that. That we don't Skyline get. Chili, you can get at Walmart though, at least in the. Can. Well, now you can like, and it's frozen too. So, but before then, that's the only place I can get Skyline Chili was up when I was in uh, Kentucky or a while. So, we'll heat it up for a hot dog sometimes. Make mm-hmm. a chili dog out of it. This is good, man. I like this. I'll get this again. I don't know for a dollar ninety eight. I'm trying to see if they're on because the regular Mountain Dew amp. At Walmart, they're always 99 cents. Mm-hmm. They just don't carry the diet one anymore. I don't know. This is still kind of new, so yeah. maybe after a while. See if it drops. After our review and the sell skyrocket, they can drop yeah. the price. Yeah. Dozens of listeners out there, I'm guys. Sure Make that, sure you... That extra dollar we're paying for is for that uh, lid technology for us to run around it with. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. That we'll never use. I'm never going to seal that. I drink too much. I'll, yeah. I'll down this. I'll be done with this in 10 minutes. I'm almost done with it now, so... <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. tasty. All right, uh, Game Fuel Zero uh, Charged Raspberry Lemonade. Where do you rank this in our drinks we've had so far? Nine out of four. All right. Nine out of four? Let's go. What the fuck? <laughs> what rating is that? I don't know. You asked me to rank it. That's what I ranked it. 200 yeah. something percent. Sure, yeah. All right, we've done our drink review. Let's go into news. Uh, we're going to start with Sony exiting GDC. They're out. What happened? All right, so um, this is also includes uh, Facebook and Oculus, which same company. So I don't know why we're listing all three of them separately. But this is uh, Gimatsu, um, good old Sal Romano, uh, Sony Interactive, and Facebook have pulled out of GDC due to convert uh, to due to concerns of the novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, basically, all they're saying is that they're they're going to try. Not to do so many conventions. They didn't say that, but they're just like they're cutting down on the, on the amount of conventions due to travel. Yeah. Um, to help prevent the spread of the virus. Yeah. So I know a lot of people in the forums are upset. It's a lot of it's because you know they want to get um, more information from Sony in the next generation. Um, but I can see the concerns because uh, it may be isolated to China within the last couple of weeks and their cases are dropping. But it's already starting to spread around the world. I think there's like what 19 affected in Iran. Mm-hmm. It's Thailand and it's starting to it's starting to get bad out there. If you don't have to do international travel, which is yeah. what they're deciding not to do, it's just not worth the risk. And that's health is way more important. And to piggyback on that, I think the Final Fantasy fourteen team said they were canceling their um, uh, packs. So like they're like not going to do a certain event, right? They're yeah, it's not just be there. well, I think it's just the tra- the team from Japan. Okay. I think whatever the U.S. team is still going, it's just the team from Japan. It's, they don't want to risk bringing anything over here, gotcha. so, because it's so unpredictable on how it spreads. They still can't figure it out. Yeah. So. Well, it's an unknown. Yeah. There's going to be, I don't think we have a news anywhere, but I think they're already predicting uh, shortages for consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they said the switch would after the Animal Crossing and the Pink Coral mm-hmm. light. The switch is supposed to hit. Um, I know in the news it said China's concerned, so they're kind of like forcing their workers going back to work now. Right. But it's still been a month since they've been working, so it's going to be a a dip somewhere. So I think a lot of from what I've seen in the news is like, like for example, clothing. Clothing's been done ahead of time, so this you know spring and summer's already done. But you're gonna have a hard time trying to find. Uh, clothes for kids for fall and winter because by now they would have started that part so. right and they're behind on that yeah so we'll, we'll see i know china i think china would rather have people stay at home and still until they can get this under control but they're risking losing uh companies uh partnerships and i think a lot of companies are starting to see why it's tough to rely on one nation to yeah. do this because of that Look what happens when one when, when, so. when there's one element that you can't really handle or control right. I saw Daniel Lamont on Twitter. He does, um, you know, he does Chinese sales figures and sales impacts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He was saying so many people were staying home that not only were streaming services being used more, like Netflix subscriptions and Game Pass, and like, I don't know if Game Pass is in China, but more online gaming is is occurring. And then uh, Ring Fit Adventure, which they still can't get enough of, just like Japan, they're like importing. Uh, copies from everywhere else. Like well, they're going for three times the amount. Well, what's crazy is that it's not even officially sold in China outside of Hong Kong. So they're getting it through black market ways, and so they're just, but they're taking it from other countries to get to fill that need. So their imported Switch is playing the imported games because the import games won't play on those Chinese Switches, right? right? Yeah. I think uh, the only legal area in China that has Ring Fit is Hong Kong. That's it. <laughs> just Hong Kong. That yeah. might have been where he took the picture from. Alrighty, um, Animal Crossing. There was an Animal Crossing Direct. I did not watch this. I, I tried to catch up on some highlights and on Twitter, but... Uh, we can rapid fire this real quick, because um, I know some people want to just go in blind on this, so... What are the big takeaways? I think there was some stuff with, like, the island, how many people you can have on the island, so, stuff like that. Yeah, this is all from Gmatsu, and I'm kind of kind of running down from Sal Romano. So this is all, like, a life on the island. You're going to Deserta Island. This is all run by uh, Tom Nook's uh, of course, travel company. Raccoon. Um, so they kind of start out uh, small, where you're like, "Oh, you're here. It's just you on the island." And after a while, you'll have a other uh, pe- like other NPCs will wash up a sore, and then you can dictate certain areas for them to go. And then as you go through, your island will grow. You get museums and the ability to kind of build similar to like Minecraft, where you can build like uh, bridges and rent, uh, redo the landscape of the area, which I guess kind of scratches that Minecraft itch. Yeah, get some um, elements. Do you have to like? get apples and things like that wood do you have to collect things to um, get that I, or is it i like think that? it's all done from like a design app from your phone because you also get like a nook phone which okay. you unlock apps as you go through um <laughs> nook phone brought to you by vmware yep he's always watching yeah. <laughs> and my favorite was uh the airlines to go to other islands to visit your friends as mm-hmm. uh dodo for the dodo bird so Dodo Airlines. Classic. Yeah, so somebody was on Twitter trying to get some airline to do the same thing they did for Pokemon <laughs> and put Dodo Airlines on there on the side of them. Dodo um, is a flightless bird, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's an extinct one, too, on Classic. top of that. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so they, they got other deals in there. You can do miles programs, and you do island tours, and then you can do up to eight people on one island. Um, I think it's eight, eight profiles on one switch can go to that same island. You can do four Joy-Cons at the same time, and you can do a leader, uh, like kind of like follow the leader. So you have a leader, and that leader will kind of control, and you can dictate and follow them, and you can pass the cool. leadership off if you're playing with the family. Whatever that the the non-leader people collect, like fishing or whatever, it, it shows up in a tackle box in Tom Nook's area later that you can reclaim. I know my family will be playing this. 
Um, this also, they mentioned there's a, a Nook link, uh, which you can take QR, QR codes from Animal Crossing New Leaf for 3DS and Happy Home Designer. So whatever okay. designs you did in there, you can import it to the game. I don't think a lot of people bought those, but it is cool that they are integrating that service. Yeah, yeah especially for people who did, um, who did buy them. So yeah. I mean, you get some dedicated fans. Animal Crossing fans that, yep. that have and put a lot of time in there. Um, outside of that, uh, it, it, they kind of go like they start out slow and they kind of go off from the beginning in their direct where you know you start on a deserter island, you get a tent, and then if you can decide you want to live there, then you can go to Nook. He'll charge you an arm and a leg and build you a house, and then from there you can. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Animal Crossing. Yeah, this checks out. You can design the house and whatnot, and uh, as you go through, as you get new residents and and everything else. And they did say they're going to be free updates throughout the year. They said the first one's going to be on the, uh, March 20th, and it's going to be uh, dealing with Bunny Day to celebrate, uh, of all things, Easter, Easter. coming in April. They don't say that. It just says Bunny Day with a special event in, e- in that April. Is, I was about to say that is launch day, right? Yeah. March 20th. March yeah. 20th. So outside of that, the facilities, the tourists, and they did mention that it's going to be uh, amiibo support. So all those uh, cheap amiibos you bought, and I think they're still $5 at 5 below. <laughs> Um, you can use I have them in those, that game, like the yeah. hedgehog, mm-hmm. and the, the pink lamb, and that kind of stuff. The most disappointing thing is I saw in the in the direct that they uh, somebody tried to use a um, KK slider amiibo, and he was not compatible for the game yet. And I'm like, how did that happen? I don't know, but we need. KK I think I have that one too. Here. Yeah, he always does good music. So yeah, uh, Animal Crossing coming out March 20th. It's uh, 30 days from now. Um, also on the side, site. also on the side note, it is also part of uh, GameStop's uh, love it or hate it 48 hours thing as that well is. as Doom. So. Doom, Animal Crossing, there's like four or five games on MLB there. The MLB show. The Show. Yeah. What else? There was like there's one more. Five right? of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it basically on there and outside of that, they said uh, Tom uh, Nook will take, do a Twitter takeover in Animal Crossing. So they did tell everybody uh, on Twitter, so they tell everybody uh, at Animal Crossing to follow. So, yep, it was a full-on uh, Animal Crossing direct to hype everybody up. Yeah. Not a regular director, which everybody wanted, but which I don't think. Do we care for a regular directs at this point? North Korea, I'm mean not North Korea, but the Korean rating board is on. It's leaking everything that we know is probably going to be on that direct, which is what Catherine, XCOM, Bioshock. I mean, yeah, as they rate games, it's like it's coming out. And we know, and then we were me and you know, we're sitting there like, oh, this is on the direct, it's coming up, you know, right. And the only difference is when's it coming out, and I'm sure as it gets closer, it's probably like out today, out next week, you know. The only thing is, like, will we get Bioshock on two cartridges? <laughs> that's my biggest concern because that's a fucking huge game. It's a two-disc game on the PS4. Maybe so. it's one of those big skew. Um, yeah. Why can I not find this? I can't find that full list of games. Uh, uh, look it up. They are there. I just didn't find it that fast. It's like love it guaranteed. We named three of the. Yeah. We named three of the five. It, it'll pop back up. We'll go all over again. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll go on more to the next thing. Uh, so. Also, this week, the Embracer Group acquires Saber Interactive. So the Embracer it's a big pickup. Yeah, Embracer Group is what the, used to go by THQ Nordic. Um, I guess there was some confusion about the parent-child company, and they were mm-hmm. like, eh, let's separate it. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned this in news last fall, where they were like, all right, we're going to rename THQ Nordic headquarters to Embracer Group and Embracer still have them Group. as the, a publisher under them. Yeah. So the Embracer Group, uh, they did pick up Saber Interactive, which is a huge one. I think they did put up there with, uh, up to $375 million. Uh, to acquire them, it's a big studio. I think they paid 100 million cash. 100 million cash. Yeah. 
the rest of shares. Uh, it goes in deep details about how they. Wow, this, that whole article is yeah. on Gimatsu with good information. It is, it, yeah. If you can go to Gimatsu and take a look at it, it goes deep in detail, and they go in there. But uh, Saber Interactive is, you know, is the I think one of the recent games is uh, World War Z. They also mm-hmm. handled the port for um, The Witcher Three. Their port, their port uh, geniuses. Yeah. There, that's what they carved out their their niche at. And they have studios in Russia, Sweden, uh, Belarus, Spain, and Portugal, which. I, I don't know. I think I read somewhere in an article. I don't remember, uh, remember the article, but I think they there was like, don't quote me on it. There's like after that purchase, and they were talking about how how big certain companies got the uh-huh. THQ Nordic. I think they have like fifty or fifty nine or sixty something games in development, and only twenty of them have been announced with all these things awesome. they acquired. It's awesome. So a lot of stuff in the pipeline. I think a lot of stuff we'll probably see coming through the next gen. So do they have Bio Mutant? Do they have the Bio Mutant studio? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they did confirm that game still happened. It's just a small studio, and because I think it was supposed to come out late last year, and there was no update, so they just yep. came out and said, "Yeah, it's not canceled. We're giving them time to finish it because it, it it looks interesting. I want to yep. play it. Bio Mutant uh, looks awesome. Yeah. I'll take this next one. Uh, EA cancels open world Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Jason Schreier put this story out. Apparently, it's the first of many. Uh, we've known about a couple of them. But he says, um, Electronic Arts has canceled an open-world Star Wars game, according to three people familiar with going-ons at the company. The game, announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games in 2017, had been in development at EA's office in Vancouver. So this was um, former Red Red Dead, former Dead Space people. Yeah, this changed hands a couple times, right? After Visceral closed, they went from them to the Vancouver studio, right? This was was the Amy Hennig joint at one point. Yeah. Uh, so they've been working on something for a long time. So they've canceled. They canceled more Star Wars games than they brought they brought <laughs> out. Yeah. All we've gotten is Battlefront and the really good respawn game. But then again, I would rather them cancel something that's bad than come out with Anthem. Mm-hmm. Another Anthem. Yeah. He did update the article later on and says uh, this was codenamed Orca. It was very early in development, but would involve playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. <sighs> Too soon, I guess they could have tied it into the Mandalorian, but. Uh, I know you don't understand that reference. And I don't. No clue. I've only seen one episode, so I don't know if I even understand that reference. Could be a tie into Star so. Wars Bounty Hunter on uh, GameCube and PS2. Yep. Pseudo sequel. Here's the last and final update. The day after publication of this story, EA sent over the following statement. There's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. Yeah, I mean, it's just shit like this all happens all the time. There's just been uh, so much smoke that Jason Trier had a story out of it. It's mostly just a history thing, and you know, EA's got to go out there like they got to do the no panic and doom. You know, like hey, you like, you know, this happens, and you know, I mean, yep. we're, we're still committed to this franchise, and we still have the Star Wars franchise, and. It is what it is. Jedi Fallen Order, I think, was a, was a shot in the arm, for, especially for Star Wars games. Yeah. And yeah. Battlefront, I mean, we fell off of Battlefront immediately, but Battlefront 2 has, has continued its legs. It's, it's still yeah. successful for them. Yeah, I think they, they started to turn it around, so I think, because uh, you saw how uh, Jedi Fallen Order exceeded their sales expectations, so yep. and they, I think they came in moderate versus the high like they normally do. So. This was like 10 million units last time I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael was impressed. Remember last... Last winter, he was like, uh, EA made a good Star Wars game and a good Need for Speed. He's like, what's happening anymore? He was impressed with that Need for Speed yeah. heat. Turning things around. 
Tell right. me about that Borderlands movie. Yeah, next up, then we got uh, some weird image of uh, Eli Roth and Welcome to the Borderlands uh, from uh, our good friend uh, Randy Pitchford. So, um, friend of the show. Doing a magic. Yeah, the magician. Um, Eli Roth and then Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin and producers Avi and Ari Ared uh, are both making a Borderlands movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty funny because it's a muscle was a heavily muscled psycho bandit of uh, Eli Roth on the. Okay, so the Eli cover. Roth himself made that photo. Yeah, and tweeted it out. Ah, that makes sense. Um, this is going to be brought out by the Lionsgate Group, uh, Motion Picture Group, and and they just basically said that it's just an announcement that uh, movie's coming out. It's in, uh, in, I think it says not in, it's not in production yet, so it's still got to get written. Uh, just a film out that adaptation, and I mean more information will follow as it gets. Closer. What, is, what so. is Eli Roth known for? I only know him from uh, the first reboot of The Planet of the Apes, the one with Mark Wahlberg. Um, he's always he's an actor and director, but he's big in um, horror films like Hostel and Inglor- and um, I was about to say, was he one of the guys in Inglorious Bastards? He was an actor in Inglorious Bastards, and then The Green Inferno with that weird one with the cannibalism. So, but he's always done. Um, Horror-based movies. Okay. Hostel one, the one that everybody hates. Like, every time I tell people, I, I used to live in Europe, and I stayed in a hostel, they're like, I always took in the movies hostel. They're scared. Yeah. It's a freaking hotel. All right. Borderlands is a universe that would lend towards a, a good movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a good comedy, especially with the way that uh, people eat up uh, Deadpool. It probably hit that same type of uh, audience. So. Would you want a live action? That Borderlands art style, we talked about it when we played it, what, a week and a half ago now? Does that art style translate to, like, a live action? That kind of needs to be an animated film, right? No, they probably just pull a lot from Mad Max. It seems like that's already the inspiration for Borderlands, that dystopian desert land. So I think at that point you just have to identify a good uh, main character you want to roll with since they don't really push that too much in the games. I mean, they got good characters in that game, but it always is more pushed towards gameplay and story second. So... But I, I think imagine imagine a lot of like Lilith and all those uh, Mad Mad uh, Mad Moxie and all that Mad Moxie those tie-ins from those characters in there Mad Moxie Mad Maxie yeah, but uh, <laughs> Mad Maxie they, uh, yeah Rage. her name is Mad Moxie so I mean, you know where that name's coming from so the universe reminds me of Rage too yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll see more from it uh, next up Private Division moves Kerbal Space Program two development to new internal studio. Private Division, what are they known for? I've heard that recently. Um, they just came out with the Outer Worlds. That's who it was. Yeah. yeah. And they just um, they took that Kerbal Space Program 1, which was an indie uh, game, and they bought when they bought that studio, I think the Star Theory, and then um, they put it under their label. Because they're under Microsoft now, right? Private Division is? No, it's uh, it were. belongs to 2K. Okay. Um, Obsidian is the one who developed Outer, Outer Worlds. It belongs to Microsoft. This was the deal they made before they got purchased. Gotcha. They just completed the deal, that's all. Gotcha. I know people love Kerbal Space Program. It's not something I've ever gotten into. So I think Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds the rights to Outer Worlds still belongs to Private Division. It's just, I don't know if Obsidian will do another one because since Microsoft's going to probably want them to start focusing on their console. Yeah. And PC. That makes sense. Um, what was the other thing they did? Their Private Division... When is that supposed to come out? Um, I don't know. It's been in development for a while. They announced it. It's just weird because yeah. they, they set up a new internal studio and they just kind of left, based off this article, it kind of left Star Theory out. They only took like the the main people and they kind of like left everybody else. That's what yeah. it seemed like. It's a little weird. I don't know. The first Kerbal Space Program is being maintained by its original development stu- studio, Squad. 
Original Development Studio Squad. Stumbled through that. This is from uh, GameIndustry.biz. I can't remember if we mentioned that. Mm mm. All right. That's the look to all this. Oh, I'll, you know, yeah, basically, I mean, there's not much news other than the, I think the three big people who developed that game is moving over to the new studio. Mm. It seems like the studio wants to go do something else. Maybe that's what's happening because it doesn't seem like the studio is closing down. It seems like um, they're just passing off development to this new internal one, and the people who want to keep working with it stayed. And they'll just be like the dedicated Kerbal team. And the other ones probably just it seems like they want maybe want. Hopefully, they want to do something different, and they're not going to get laid off. I guess we'll find out in the coming days. Um, and they're also uh, was it um, Private Division's also doing that that new game from the Halo creator, that one that's in that beta. That oh yeah. Signed for. That's also from them. Did you get anything accepted yet? No, I don't what think it matters. What was the name of that one? It looks good as hell. We it saw does. it at E3. It looked amazing. Look forward for us to talk about that in the future. <laughs> so uh, next up we have NVIDIA GeForce, which is, uh, I don't think we mentioned it at all. We did we, talk about it because it's been beta forever, but it just finally came out. It's uh, uh, NVIDIA's cloud gaming service, which has a, a free free version, I think, they're rocking right now. There's a free version that lets you play for an hour. And then a $5 a month version. And that's the paid tier. But the yeah. cool thing is NVIDIA GeForce Now works on the games you've already purchased. Yeah. Stadia. You're not buying games again just to have them on that streaming platform. Which is really cool. Yep. So they've run into some issues with the deals they got worked out. So um, before this, uh, Bezza just kind of pulled, just pulled some of their games out outside of Wolfenstein Youngblood. They left... <laughs> they just um, left the newest Wolfenstein yeah. game in there. For reasons the company's not disclosing. Um, that was just funny when they mentioned that. And this is all from The Verge uh, from Nick's stock. Um, before that was Activision pulled all their mm -hmm. games, all the Call of Duties. Um, I'm assuming it's probably monetary based. Oh, yeah. Because uh, of the lack of uh, $5 a month and you know the value yeah. of their games. They're so. going to they're gonna want to offer that on whatever service they're cooking up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to a point where everything's going to have their own dedicated stuff. and. Yep. Look at the streaming services now. We have like YouTube that's going to be... They just signed a deal with HBO Max. So you're going to have different channels inside a main service. So I see that's how Game Pass is going to end up working. That you're going to have to pay extra to get access tiers, to tiers of 2K it. games. And get pay extra to get access to Activision games. Yep. So it's going to happen. Then it'll be right back where we started. <laughs> look at this now. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I forgot about that HBO and YouTube thing because YouTube TV is just a flat rate and you get everything that they mm -hmm. offer. I love that. It's not like, uh, what was the other one I tried? I mean, it's, it's not different. The enough. DirecTV product? Yeah. We have like blue and orange. Now Sling. it's, it's like AT&T. Oh, yeah. Sling, Sling and then you got AT&T now. That was not a good deal. Yeah. I looked at pricing on that AT&T now and yeah. it was not, it's not good. No, it's, uh, it's only good if you want select channels. That's the only bad thing because they, they got certain channels you can't get in another streaming services. So. Gotcha. That's where my hung up was at also where the future's going exclusive yeah. channels but yeah i mean you know of other people like hulu and youtube tv's already been doing this they have uh what they call channels within channels which mm -hmm. they use exclusively with regular hbo and showtime and that you can purchase an additional 15 dollars a month and get access to that inside that one product so uh oh hidden in this nvidia also announced that geforce now would be getting cd project red's much anticipated cyberpunk 2077 on launch day come september which is a huge win for NVIDIA. And it's, again, they note in this article that it's not clear whether... Stadia is, it is coming to Stadia, but whether or not it's coming on launch day or if right. there's going to be some ties to it or, or not, we don't know. So That has to be... That's one of the most anticipated games this year. You could probably say it is the most anticipated game. That thing has to run, like, awesome on Stadia. Yeah. That has to be a uh, that has to be the killer app for Stadia. Even I, though you can get the game other places, 
it has to run god tier. I think it's going to be the killer app for streaming. I think that's why they made sure they put it on the GeForce now. I think it's, that's going to be whatever streaming service you get out there is probably going to be on that. So. Because when that game comes out, if you do not have that on your platform, you, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Unless you're Nintendo and you just go by your own rules all the time. And talking about Stadia. Oh, they, God, uh, you put another Stadia story in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because we always make comments that they oh, haven't. Oh, these are good games out here. They haven't um, released games, and they they kind of did that whole backlash, like, oh, that's the developers, or, you know, our platform's right. there. We, we only can't put, force people. We only put out what uh, developers and publishers Right. Brings. So ever since they said that, I guess um, we get some more and more games on there. So they just announced that the all the latest are four titles from the Steam World series, which is Steam World Dig, Dig 2, Heist, and Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh, Mech. For those unfamiliar with the series, uh, and this is all from The Verge, uh, this, from uh, Cam Gartenberg. Uh, unfamiliar with the series, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2 are more Metroidvania-style exploration games that see players digging their way through a vast underground world, while Heist is a turn-based strategy game with emphasis on a bullet-bouncing mechanic. And then SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh is a role-playing card game. Of these four games, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld... World Quest Hannah Gilgamesh will be given away for free to Stadia Pro subscribers when they launch. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I don't know anyone that has Stadia, but every podcast that I listen to, they had the free pro trial that started off. They made sure they canceled it before it continued. Mm-hmm. They're not keeping on with Stadia. I think it's too early, and there's some people who are like, this is a new platform. I'm, I'm willing to go through the, the breaks. And so, you know, which is fine. I mean, I don't know. I, I still... Something out there for everybody. It's yeah. a product that works for somebody. Uh, PUBG players. This comes from Polygon. Owen Good. PUBG players on Xbox One and PS4 can party up now. Cross-party play support coming in update 6.2. It is now live on the test servers. Yep. Which we could have sworn that was coming out sooner, but I guess it must not come out later than sooner. I thought this was yeah. already out, but you could already play together. This is just the party function. Yeah. And I think this is also on top of what the, was that desert game that's also getting cross uh platform play and i know ubisoft said they're looking at doing that throughout all their games so we'll probably look forward Very to that cool. i wonder if that division two will get that update when that uh, new expansion drops through cross platform it's coming play. up because they're given division they're basically given division out on every platform yeah. it's 299 digitally wherever you can find it then hit their numbers so they're i guess they're taking a gamble like all right we'll give this basically away get people to jump in there have this base game for a month and maybe hopefully they'll get hungry for this uh back to new york bit I think what stands out with this PUBG story, why we assumed this was already in action, is because the big players already have Oops. this. Call of Duty, Fortnite, they already have this feature. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty launched with it, remember? Day one, you could play with Xbox people yeah. or PlayStation people, whichever platform you didn't have. PC, Fortnite was the first one, right? Famously to do the cross-party, mm-hmm. cross-chat, cross-party, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, that is good for... PUBG players. Yep, this is good. Trying to read the rest of the story. Update 6.2 also bring the 8v8 team deathmatch to the Karakin map, which is designed to be a faster arcade-style game type. We need to get back into this and see how different it is. Team deathmatch involves unlimited respawns, no knockdowns, and turns off friendly fire. Well, at least I do. It's not really PUBG. We could get in that and learn how to shoot for once. Yeah, maybe those will teach us. Rounds are limited to 10 10 minutes or 50 kills, making them about half as long as an ordinary PUBG match. We can learn some guns again. Yeah. I'm sure it's changed a shit ton since we've been in there. I know. I think you and Russell have been in there more recently than we I did have, a couple so. months ago. Yeah. But I th- there's been updates since then. So, speaking of updates, Witcher Three, you can now save your PC game across to your Switch title and back and forth. Very similar to Divinity Two. Um, this is the second game that uses the that save feature. 
Uh, they did come back and say that this will be exclusive to the Switch because some people were asking if they could do this on Switch to Xbox or Switch to uh, game consoles, and they're like, Just yeah, Switch that's not so happening. far. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Switch also got a um, graphical option thing, including ways to adjust the depth of field, anti-aliasing, and motion blur. And I've seen some fo- uh, difference in photos, so it does take off some of that blur that does bother some people. So, give it a go if uh, that wasn't your cup of tea. Yeah, I think most of that. Yeah, I think most of that was part just battery cons- consumption yeah. and some people rather just have that graphical options versus the battery they're probably like oh, I'll leave my dock so I'd rather it look better this game has been out for a long long time and I know several people that played it primarily on PC so I could definitely see them where before they were like eh, I'm not starting over I'll, but I'll, I would continue my save my mm-hmm. same save file if I could take it on the go where this immediately is like alright instant purchase and I saw it was on sale right now too it's like 50 bucks at mm-hmm. uh, Amazon yeah yeah very cool thing. They're still doing a uh, great work. And then Witcher three is probably one of the top tier ports on Switch at this. Yeah, point they just said it. They just made another what fifty million in revenue based off the the show, the increase in book sales, increase in the game sales, and yeah. they're uh, starting production on the second season. They just uh, identify seven new characters as coming to the finish, new season. Did you finish? This? I got past the first episode. It's fucking great, um, man. I got jump in. I'm episode one forty and. Fairy tale. <laughs> I gotta get to episode three something oh god. before the game comes out. Oh god. So you have your work cut out. I I got and this is and the problem with the witchers that's I promise you it's not something I could sit there and watch in the gym without some sexual scene come up there because I've I've been burned by that. And I'm like, oh god, and I'm sitting here and just uh, slamming breasts. There's a lot of breasts in the slamming my phone all of the crate uh, place. So I, I just play it safe and watch questionable anime stuff versus <laughs> straight sex scenes. So <laughs> <laughs> live fornication. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, live fornication, uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I knew it was going to be related to Jim Carrey. <laughs> Defies video game mods with a record 57 million box office. So it does Good for beat, this fucking movie, man. It does beat Detective Pikachu as the highest grossing video game adaptation. And it's also on a par. It's already made 100 million the first weekend. Uh, I think that includes worldwide. Okay. Um, it's already on par to hit another almost thirty million this weekend. So I think awesome. there, there's a confirmation that there's, there's going to be a second one, and there's like a lead into the second one in the credits they kind of throw out there. Um, hopefully, I'll see it soon this weekend. Maybe they're building a new movie theater near my job. It's in the call Madison Yards, and I'm really? like, I've been telling, them, don't tell my coworkers, but I'm telling, don't tell my boss, but to tell my coworkers <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fucking leaving like Fridays at three p.m. just to get that movie theater because it's like legit like. Five minutes from the, my work. It's awesome. And it's like, I just go down the road and make a right to Moreland Avenue and just ride it straight home. I'm like, it'd be so much easier for me to watch AMC. Easy so, breezy. Yeah. Um, I still want to see this too. They, they say it's great. Yeah. They said it's a good family flick and it's, it's faithful to Sonic. Yeah, yeah. It's surprisingly, it is good. It doesn't blow. Uh, so it's, it's done well and all this from that weird, and, they, they, and this is all from USA Today, which we never usually... Reference. <laughs> this is our There's, first ever USA yeah, Today article. I don't I see a name in here. I want to give that credit to that person, but if USA Today person who wrote the Sonic article, just tweet at us, I guess. This like, might, hey, this might just be a general thing. Like, motherfucker, I want my credit. Um, so they do mention Birds of Prey didn't do too hot. It's not doing well? No. Um, I, I guess it didn't scratch that uh, itch that the audience was looking for. There's, I hear it's good, too. Jake Coyle, the Associated Press. There we go. Well done, sir. It's an APR. Yeah, because the birds of whatever's going on with the birds of prey, I I don't know if it's because those characters don't interest people in the DC mm-hmm. universe, or B, it was rated R and it's too niche to be rated R. 
You know what I mean? It's not right. like a Batman movie that's rated R, which you know people are going to go see Batman or because of the name. They took a they took a gamble because a lot of teenagers who are not supposed to watch rated R movies, but they went with their parents anyways, went and watched Deadpool, and that was what they were trying to pull that that same crowd. And I guess that same crowd was like they would rather watch Deadpool because of the obscene violence and references and all that stuff there. And don't get me wrong, Harley Quinn's kind of like that Deadpool ha- type happy go lucky violence person that drops f-bombs in there like kind of like Deadpool does gotcha but not so much so i don't know it's odd that and you know it's, it's a bad time because a lot of a lot of that time it's that they don't make money in the united states they usually rely on china to uh, make that up but since everything's kind of law and lockdown people, people as, aren't going out into public spaces like a, that. as you know james bond premiered canceled in china so oh. they canceled it uh, last week um so it's gonna be weird we're gonna see a lot of uh sales drops in movies but yep and they note on here, even after including fixing Sonic's early human teeth, which was the <laughs> biggest mistake ever. Uh, the other Sonic kind of got over it, but the human teeth thing was the thing that's ruined it for me. Um, <laughs> there, that there, old Sonic design was god-awful. God bless Twitter, because they were like, release the original Sonic cut. Uh, that's what some people were tweeting. The, so, Snyder, the Snyder version? Yeah, like their version of that one. So, But outside of that, glad to see it's doing well. Uh, so I... It's gonna be it's gonna be close to number one, Call of the Wild. It's fighting out Call of the Wild this weekend, so it's gonna be close. So it's gonna be against the Harrison Fords and the the James Martison who keeps dying at Cyclops and mm. other characters in other movies. Uh, so we'll see he what does happens. Die a lot. It's like the new Sean Bean. Um, oh god, are they gonna kill him in Sonic too? Oh, he has to die. <laughs> he has to die. Oh god, Sonic's revenge. All right, we're going on to the last news yeah, story. Yeah, I figured you, you uh, enjoyed this story. I laughed, uh, I laughed when I read this. Uh, immensely, so I want you to go ahead and give uh, people the tell of Kunai. This comes from PCGamer.com, yeah. Sean Prescott. Uh, Kunai was review bombed by a single person. <laughs> okay, wait. Was it one review bomber, like, single one, or was this someone who was unmarried? <laughs> I think it's just one person, because, like, they, they, t- they took a screen cap of him on Reddit and, like, oh. like fuck this blah, 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 and, like, his, oh, his, like, manifesto on Reddit. And I'm like... Someone... I read it like it's a single person, like he's so scorned after Valentine's Day or something. Yeah. Kunai was review-bombed by a single person in a state of anger, claims developer. Studio Turtle Blaze draws attention to the ease of review-bombing on Metacritic. <laughs> what did he do, exactly? He went in, apparently. My internet's messing up. Uh, yeah, it's funny because it's like, this was no coordinated strike by a group of unhappy players, which tends to be the case for these things. Right. Wanted to make they, a statement of any wrongdoing on our side. Like, oh, you you pander to this group. Blah, blah, blah. We hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, Diego Rogue says, Kanai was randomly targeted by a single person <laughs> claiming to be high in a state of <laughs> anger. Uh, Diego uh, points to a recent and since deleted Reddit post by a user claiming to have brought the Metascore for Insurgency Sandstorm down. According to a screenshot provided by the Jaeger, the Reddit user claimed to have no particular ill will towards the game and that the action was prompted by something else entirely. Wait for it. Anger at the absence of a cherished character in Pokemon Sun and Moon. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. I won't post the quote. Uh, this is from PC Gamer. Instead, I'll direct you to the screenshot. If you want to see the screenshot, you can go to PC Gamer. We're not going to direct you there either. On Reddit, it's still available. Um, while I couldn't verify it, he couldn't verify himself, but the Jaeger claims that the same user who targeted Insurgency also targeted Kunai. It wouldn't have taken much to review bomb Kunai, given how few user reviews has received since launch. Bringing the Metascore down wouldn't have been long for someone determined to do it. That's mainly due to the inherent flaws of the Metacritic system that there is no game ownership verification like on Steam. Right. Multiple reviews can be posted from the same IP address, 
and it does doesn't block services like uh, Melanator, which can quickly generate email addresses. In other words, it's easy. So this guy got high and angry because of an absence of a cherished character in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Not even the second. Not Moon. Sword and Shield. Not even the second. Sun <laughs> Not and Moon. Ultra Sun yeah. and Moon. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking OG Sun and Moon. So they turned their anger on Kunai and went after it and just mailed those mm-hmm. in nonstop. Damn. I just they were like new Switch game. They didn't even verify it was from Nintendo. They're like, nope, fuck the Switch game. Let's go destroy it. Yep. I'm assuming they probably chose it because it was the lowest on the reviews. So, so what do you think? Does this have any effect on uh, the state of user submitted reviews? I mean, this same uh, incident happened with the way movies are going, where kind of Rotten Tomatoes got in there, where they do uh, like a generic review section, where they yeah. have uh, like general reviews, and then they have one you can click a button just to verify that people actually saw the movie. They yep. verify, bought a ticket, and saw this movie, and they're not. So they kind of try to pander to both, like, um, you know, some people are not going to get verified that they watched the movie to leave their opinion. Um, so they they try to do a little bit of both. I mean that's pretty much all there is to it. So my stance on this stuff, and I think yours is probably the same. Look at look at review scores from outlets that you respect. You know, if yeah. it's not somebody you follow and they don't like it, what the fuck does it matter to you? Find an outlet. Hey, we're starting to be that. We release uh, streams. We talk about new games that come out. Um, listen to us. If you like us, you like the way yeah. we talk. You like the games we like. Um, you like our conversations. You may disagree with us. That's fine. That's fine too. Yep. But we'll try to steer you in the right direction, or or open your eyes to something maybe you've never played before. Like you Reviews said, reviews should just be guidelines. Yeah. They're not law. A, a nine out of ten doesn't mean shit versus a four out of ten game. If you love that fucking four out of ten game, go in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like I mean, it's like I said. We're I mean, we're not we're not politicizing anything. So mm. I mean, there's there's things there, there's certain things people say and do that we mean you may not agree with. But I'm not going to sit there and take it out on one game because of it, you know. I'm looking up a game. We fucking love NFL Blitz 2000, right? Yep. I wonder what that scored. That is one of our favorite games. We can literally pick it up at any point and play it. Do you think they do They do Metacritic for that age of stuff, right? Um, It may not have m- many. It um, won't be as many as now. Right. The outlets that are out. Because if they add it in there, it just all depends. Okay. Uh, Metacritic for NFL Blitz 2000 for N64, 85. Yeah. Out of 14 critic reviews. Uh, 8.3 out of a user score, so it's pretty close together. All right. I didn't think it would be that high. I didn't think it would be that popular. But apparently other people no, love Blitz. The, the one you want to look at is probably like um, Death Stranding. I mean, you love Death Stranding. Yeah. That I still want to go back to that. That one kind of divided our community a lot. A lot of it because they, a lot of people felt like they were forced to like a game they shouldn't like. Because a lot of people are like, well, this game sucks. It's like, well, we get it. You keep saying it. Don't play it. Stop interacting with people who like it. Just Go move on. Go to something else. Yeah. yeah. 82 on Metacritic. Okay. It is not as good of a game as NFL Blitz 2000. Nope. That's no podcast official. Stamp. Rank, if you rank the games, Death Stranding is below NFL Blitz 2000. Yep. NFL Blitz 2000, better game officially than Death Stranding. <laughs> Find somebody you like. I've always, I've always leaned towards like uh, Greg Miller's opinions. Um, trying to think who else impressed that uh, Jeremy Parrish will always mm-hmm. he'll mention something retro that I've never heard of, and I'm just like, oh god, this game's amazing. I mean, even then, awesome. like even then for us, me and you, Giant Bomb. Oh, uh, Giant Bomb, because for e- sure. Even then, I mean, there's stuff that they don't like, but they don't like straight shit on it and tell, tell people not to play it unless you're. Uh, the former Giant Bomb player uh, Dan Rackert and his uh, Death Stranding he was so pissed about that game and disappointed remember he was one of those people Gersman usually doesn't <laughs> like stuff either but that's part yeah. of his 
He has well, that training was, it, to critique stuff. It was funnier with Dan Riker because he loves everything Kojima. And I, mean, yeah. I remember people were taking like uh, video captures of his face when they're doing the, end of the game of the year, and some people were bringing Destro, and he was like just shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> he didn't chance. say anything, but he was like shambles. he just like straight shambles. That might have been what drove him out of game. <laughs> It might have been what drove him. To oh man, to poor Dan Racker. That's that's a tough one when your heroes uh, disappoints you. Yeah. So he'll have another project before too long. There's gonna be a Kojima movie, I think. But sooner than later. That's why I mean you like Giant Bomb because you know they'll go up there and like hey, it wasn't for me, but it might be for you, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. That's how they are. They don't straight out here like don't play it. You know, unless it's a really really bad game, they might be like don't play this game. Move along. Yeah. Go to something else. There's plenty of fucking games to play. That's usually what they say. They're like yeah, I don't. You know, there's so many games to play. I, I'm not gonna spend any more. We time weren't wild about Siren. We played Siren on stream last week, and we got our fill of that and put it up. And now we're gonna stream a new game tonight. Yep. I, I don't know. We might try Siren on PS3 one day. Uh, it's a totally different game. I would be willing to do this. Oh, keep doing because that one was not a blast. Do you want to go straight into Siren? Do you need to take a break? Or are you good? Because that is my only game. No, I think we can week. wrap this uh, bad boy up. I would love to. Yeah, we're gonna be streaming Silent Hill 2. So by the time you hear this, it should be on YouTube. You can also check out our super shitty uh, <laughs> four seconds per frame footage of Siren. And uh, this is a callback to a previous episode. We were uh, redoing that stream for our new uh, GBA video recordings. So <laughs> it will work well with that. I, that ROM is going to be available in stores <laughs> yep. before too long. We would actually release, unlike that Sonic version, who didn't. So I, That's right. There yep. were some canceled Sonic X episodes. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to leave that up there just because we did it, and it's there, and it'll be an indicator of our progress and how far we've come. It's and, got nine views. <laughs> yep, and I'll laugh at the comments like, you suck. I'm like, yep, we do suck at four frames per second. Work on your stream. All yeah. right, we'll get there. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your support. That's okay. what I'll say on there. I was like, thanks for your support. Thanks for your support. <laughs> like, subscribe. Yep, you suck, die. Thanks for your support. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're coming to our content. Yep. We're happy with that. Yep, thanks for the clicks. So, Siren, <laughs> thanks for the clicks. <laughs> Tell us about some uh, tell us about some sirens, sir. Because I went in not knowing anything about the game, and uh, as you described in the in the preamble, mm -hmm. it was uh, a mix of puzzle and horror. I did not know it was going to be like that. It had um, some pretty cool mechanics, but I, I played the one on the PS3, and I, I and that one seems to be more of a aspect of horror. That's the one I remember most of all. And I've, I mm -hmm. and I know Siren was big in Europe, and we got the first one here. They got both over there, and I knew this was from the um, uh, Studio Japan, Japan Studio. And this was from uh, Team Silent, from. Um, did that second one uh, get a Konami. physical release? So it didn't. Well, not here, but it did. PS2. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did the second one get a digital release? Physical release of the. Did it get remastered like the first one did? No. It did not. Okay. No. Uh, so this is from the old Silent Hill team. I guess this is what they decided to carry on as a legacy of what they saw evolution. And this is kind of like I guess. And this is when I guess Konami decided to go with uh, Western developers for Silent Hill, and this team relocated to the Studio Japan. So they made this game. So, um, yeah, outside of that, I mean, me and you streamed it, and it's um, <laughs> it was way more puzzle-based than I thought. Mo most of it is a lot extremely, of trial and error. Extremely. Learning um, patterns, trying to figure out where... Uh, some luck. Definitely, and, definite luck. Yeah. And then, like... It, for us, we tend to do completionist sometimes, so we always see like, oh, we missed this item, we missed this item, but it, none of it has direct correlation to what's happening in that particular episode, and it seems like each one's broken down to an episode, even the one with the young Miyamoto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> young Miyamoto. So, like, where you when have... he was developing Skyward Sword with, yeah. the, with the Yeah, he's in there, like, and he got shot, and then... <laughs> 
and then the river uh, was replaced with his blood, and he has the water of the river in him now, and that's why he's an immortal. So I can't explain anything about the story of Siren because yeah. it's being told in chapters. Basically, you switch in from different person, time periods. Yeah, you switch from person to person, their perspective. Um, you go into what is it called, sight jacking? Yeah. So you hold down a shoulder button, you dial in. This was a really cool mechanic. You dial in the shibitos, I think is what the name of it is. Shibitos. All of our lore we got from the guide. Yep. You dial in the shibitos, the enemies on the on the screen. You dial in their point of view on the left analog trigger, and you assign it to a a face button on the right side. So if there's a map, you pull up a map, uh, you do the sight jacking, and you find three enemies on the map. You you put them on triangle, circle, square, X, whatever. And as you move through the map, you can change to their perspective and see where you are in relation right. to them. So it's almost like a, a stealth game in that you're learning the patterns of where they're moving, where they're, like there's a sniper on every level it seemed like, and he was taking us out if we got anywhere close to him. Because some, some of the characters had weapons, some of them didn't. So they kind of right. changed up the play mechanics. And even then, the ones that do have weapons had limited ammo. So it's true. And slow reloads and all that kind yeah. of stuff. There was all these catches. Yep. So. Uh, some of the some of the missions it had us doing, we had to escort somebody. Everyone's mission seemed to be to get to the road. The escort ones were the worst because that that one yeah. was the one you had to like scout the area and and then sometimes the, the character would just stop fucking following you. I'm like, and you had to go back and like, where did I leave you at? And the AI would just <laughs> the AI would just shit the bed and not even come after you. I'm like, holy shit, you know, like yeah. I don't know, we don't know what's going on. I mean, the story's kind of interesting. I just don't. In this time of age, we're we have so many choices in games. I just don't know if this is something that I would actually sit here and play unless I was like, I played everything. That would have been an awesome rental. I would have been happy with that as a rental. The, what, two and a half hours we streamed it? Yeah. Um, I got to thinking about this later on because a, a core mechanic, and I had the guide. I was looking at the guide to see kind of what we needed to do on certain levels where we would be stuck. And they intertwine with each other. Like if you leave a key to somebody for the you know, in that level, they can find it and unlock something later on. Right. We don't know where that went. Or the, the glorious uh, face towel that we spent the all that time. Towel. Somebody, who was it in the chat telling us to use the face towel for everything? It was mm-hmm. pretty funny. Super Koopa Troopa. Because remember, we did a whole bit where we mm-hmm. found the, the tape player and you're like, what? That was fun. When we found the code on the wall, yeah. we didn't know we didn't know what to do with the tape recorder. We left Your idea was to sit there and just let the tape play forever. And I was like, that shit was long <laughs> as fuck. It was like 18 minutes yeah. we have been sitting there listening to dead air. And it was like, it was funny because it's like, Six, five, four, three, and it's just like it gives you the combination. So it's like you saw numbers. You thought it was a combination for that was the numbers were for the combination lock to the left of it. Right. It wasn't. It was yeah, a timestamp. It was a, a timestamp mm-hmm. for the tape player, which that tape player will give you a creepy old man telling you numbers for that lock to unlock a fucking towel. And the towel you could leave for somebody later on in another mission. In the mission. freezer. You had to yeah. put it specifically in the freezer. And, and the game would never have told you that. It was just nope. a guide telling us that. I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, it's like. That 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 kind of stuff is like was a a, a good um uh, I forgot the word but it's a, it's a good thing that shows for the time when the games came out right right you, you like you had that time to invest to find these secrets that you're like hell yeah you know this is cool I don't know you could do that now it's like not so much that's kind of like left us behind I mean there's certain games that can do that but I think a lot of that's mostly like open world kind of like The Witcher where Witcher three where you find something and like yeah that was badass you mm-hmm. know in the open world you find something like that. But in that, those type of games seem to be 
Tedious. Tediousome. Yeah. So when we left this, Tedious. we both decided we didn't want to play this game anymore. But when I left this, I don't think that's a bad game. I don't think Siren's a no. bad game. And I would love to see someone who really knows and appreciates Siren. Yeah. I would love to see them play through all of that. I don't think it's Play for... it well and, and complete that story. I don't think it's for us. Let's it's just not. put it away. It's yeah. not. It was I fun mean, for a stream and we had an audience and we had interaction and it was I, a great time. It, if I were to play the game, it would probably be me by myself and it would probably be in chunks. Oh, we'll give the yeah. PS3 one a shot. We'll yeah. try that out and see what we can I mean, even then, if I wanted to go through and beat that first one, it'd probably be me like, I, all right, I played this chapter. I did it the way I wanted. All right, I'm yeah. done for the day. That's it for and today. move on to something. And, you I'll know, come back to it tomorrow. I don't think I days. have that patience to sit there and do this multiple times over and over again because at some point I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm over it. Because we, we beat the first couple of missions. I'm like, all right, how long is this game? Because I'd seen 18 hours on how long to beat. Yeah. And then I looked at the guide and we were at like mission three out of 32 or something, 33. That's all long I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. But you could see where they, you could see where they reused level elements, and just weave that narrative through there to mm-hmm. to enable that replay value. Good game, yeah, not for me. Yeah, I would love to watch somebody who really loves that game and can share the inside baseball of it and watch them play one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people out there. Some, oh man, there's somebody out there, and I don't know if you read that article about uh, games done quick where they were going through and doing uh, Silent Hill two. Okay. And Silent Hill two, the puzzles are randomized. There was somebody who was uh, watching the streamers and giving them solutions to the puzzles before they even got there. They're like they're trying to figure out how did you figure out the puzzles? They were randomized. Was there something else before that leading up to it that told them? The guy didn't explain. He's just like, "Hey, do this when you get up there." And it was what? like that was the solution. It was like, I guess this guy, whoever it was, this guy gal played the shit out of Silent Hill and just knew whatever, just knew. Huh. I mean, Some kind of triggers crazy. Yeah, like too. they were like just giving them solutions as they go through because it, like it's randomized. It's but it's like it's a randomized to an extent. But this person. Play a shit ton of Silent Hill too, cool. or figured out a trick and how they got it done. So I'm very excited to play that tonight. It was up between that and uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. We might do a little bit of both. Yeah. So uh, listeners, if you have uh, a sway on either side, um, we had a suggestion for Eternal Darkness. I did pack that game. Yeah. So if we end up wanting to play Eternal Darkness, I'll just have to fish it out. But uh, if we get feedback right now, we're kind of deciding what we want to do when, and it would be great to get more listener and community feedback, yeah. and we're open to doing anything. Whatever you guys want to see us play, I'm down for it. And I'm sure there's some weeks we'll get some people, some weeks we don't, so yeah. we'll see. It's going to be hit yeah. and miss until we're um, more steady with it, but this will be week two of doing that. Yeah, so before we get streaming, let me knock out my games and we'll get on there. Go ahead. We're right at 57 minutes. We're almost at So I got one. three minutes, guys. We're going to knock this out in an you hour. You can do it in three minutes? Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so, let's go. Not much to add in Resident Evil. I've been playing that uh, casually as I got off work. Uh, it's kind of like my, uh, what they call like a guilty pleasure. Okay. I'm going through there and I'm just kind of. Warm blanket. Yeah, yeah. Something in there. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm digging in. I'm digging in Silent Hill. I'm playing them in chunks. Uh, so far, I've gotten out the the mansion and move on to the, the first uh, residential area. Okay. Uh, but I'm enjoying it pretty good. You get um, out of the mansion in Resident Evil? Yeah. And I you did go, not know this. You go back. Okay. So, and I think you finish it there. No. You, you go by the cliffside and you go, it, it's, you go back to the mansion multiple times. Cool. Um, outside of that, I did play some more games on my uh, Dream Stream. Uh, That's uh, just th- a randomized, created mm-hmm. content. Very cool. Uh, I think this one they, it was called Silent Hill 7. Um Huh. Which somebody went in there and it's like, I don't know why you're calling it Silent Hill 7. Because I guess this is like their pseudo sequel to Silent Hill 3. And that character with Silent Hill 3 was a sequel to 1. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, it had that scare factor and a lot of them on there. The It was good. I, I'll give you that much. It wasn't long, maybe about 30, 45 minutes. And a lot of it was kind of like a walking simulator. Um, the story was told on graffiti on the walls. 
Um, this was part one of part two. I haven't gotten to part two yet. I'm not sure where the story's going with it. But uh, the part one was kind of like the made in the beta, and it shows kind of like the mechanics. You can shoot a gun. It does have some scary moments in there. Uh, you can tell this person put a lot of time into it. I'll have to figure out the name of that person so I can give him a shout-out in the okay. next episode. Um, I don't, don't want to backtrack you much, but mm -hmm. we're starting Silent Hill 2 tonight. Do I have to have a great understanding of Silent Hill 1? I've not played Silent no, Hill 1. Silent, Silent Hill 1 and 3 are connected. That's it. Those are the only two Silent Hills that are connected. Okay. Um, there might be some slight collections in the other ones, but eh, outside of that, I mean, the there's a, and the Harry Mason in the first one that you played in Shattered Dreams, and the daughter he's looking for, the daughter is the main character in 3. Okay. And she's a teenager, so that's the only difference. And you more, learn more about her background. So, um, outside of that, uh, I did play some more Darksiders Genesis. I'm digging the fuck out of that. Um, <laughs> I wish we were playing this co-op. Oh, God, I kind of need to, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's really easy to drop in and out. Because there's like a little um, monolith you can do at the very beginning. Where you can just like, hey, local co-op. Hey, connect to a friend online before you start the missions on there. But it's pretty good. I like the... the um, right now, I'm, in the, um, I'm trying to locate an artifact... Uh, I forgot the name of the fucking guy. He's he's from the first Darksiders. He's kind of like he's like like you pay this much of that version of Star Wars. Yeah, gotcha. he's like I'm missing this thing and I'll help you out if you get me this. So it's like now I'm going through this dungeon where his uh, artifact is captured. I'm gonna have to uh, press these levers to unlock them and then go through them. It's, I haven't played much into it because I've jumped into the next um, another game this week mostly. Um, I, I before bed I've been playing a lot of Snack World, the dungeon crawl. Yeah, you mentioned um, this one. Last week, excuse me. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot more. Uh, it the writing on there is a little bit zany. It is very, very um, like fart poop jokes on there. <laughs> like a lot of references in there. <laughs> so it is very kind of childlike and is very tongue in cheek humor. But I've, I noticed it's been a lot of fun. I have been playing online with some people, just drop in and out. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, it reminds me of like a Four Sword uh, Heroes, where you, we just kind of drop in, and just do some quests and drop out. It's a lot of fun. I don't know what it is. The story's kind of eh, weird, and everybody's named after. Food, like I think I mentioned last week, like one of the characters named Chup, like after ketchup, and um, I mean they're ash, all like food, ash ketchup. Yeah, it's like all food-based products. So I mean I'm just going through, and it's just a dungeon crawler light. Um, it's pretty good. I like it on there. Uh, the I played a little bit. These are the games I only played a little bit this week. So the, my two biggest games that I played the most of is I played uh, the Bayonetta one. Okay. Uh, this is off the Bayonetta uh, uh, Vanquish 10th anniversary uh, combo pack that just came out, right? Right. Yeah. Um, almost done with Bayonetta. I blew through that game. Really? Yeah, fucking love Bayonetta. Digging that one, huh? Yeah, shit. A lot of the stuff I still remember. Like a lot, of, a lot of the stuff I played the first time where bosses were killing me, I was like, oh yeah, I remember the, what I need to do in this bit. I'm not fucking dying by hot lava and bullshit like that, or you know. You've already, uh, you've already been through the the trials and yeah. errors. It's still, it's still been long enough where I don't remember it too well, but I'm enjoying the hell of it. This is one of my favorite games. Um, it, it runs well, uh, 4K and 60 frames per second. Is this a it's, port? Is this a upscale? What, it, what exactly is this game? It's just a remaster of the uh, PS3 360 game. Okay. Um, it's just done. I think 1080p on a standard game console, PS4, Xbox, but at 60 frames per second. If you're playing on a 1X or um, Pro, it's going to be 4K. Um, I noticed a huge difference because I played primarily on the worst version, which was the PS3 one, which forced you to do the self-install for the whole disc mm. to help with the load times. Because on the PS3 one, there was like a little bit where as the game loads, it shows you like a uh, little combo moves where you had to hit punch, punch, punch. And it's kind of like a fighting game where you can sit there and <laughs> practice your moves as it loads. Um, it has that in this game, but it literally, by the time I press the button, it loads to the next scene immediately. 
as rather than on the PS3 one, I'll be there for like four or five minutes. Oh god! So I heard that was poorly optimized on. Well, uh, it was PS3. developed for 360 and then ported to the PS3, not by Platinum. It was done by like an outside company. I think after that, that's when they learned like, all right, we made for PS3 first, then port to 360. There's less issues. And I gotcha. think it's Vanquish and had that issue. Um, I haven't tried Vanquish yet, but I poured a lot of time in Bayonetta. It's just a good old same old Bayonetta. Outside of what I mentioned, that's the only differences in this version. I mean, it they didn't even touch up the graphics other than they just up the resolutions. Um, it looks like a PS3 game, but that works out fine for me. So it puts it on par with the, the Switch version. Cool. I, don't, I just don't think it hits that. I don't know if the Switch version had 60 frames per second. I can't remember. It may be 720p for 60 frames per I second. I think it was Digital Foundry did all the... They did God's work I, on this. I want to say... It wasn't 1080p. I want to say it was like 720p for I think it was dynamic resolution, yeah. but the frame rate was so solid. It was That was the definitive yeah. version at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, enjoy the hell out of it. Um, this one has a weird-ass title. Please don't look it up because it's probably going to be borderline... Here we go. Stuff on here. Don't look it up on your work computer. It uh, is called Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Infinite Combat. <laughs> so this is based off of... Um, anime um is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon uh this is something i started watching recently uh it, it is almost kind of like etchy base where like a lot of the female characters are like kind of drawn like scantily clad okay but the story i do enjoy because it's like this uh character he grew up from his grandfather told him like hey when you get older there's one dungeon in this town where um you go in there's like yeah save, save a young lady and that bond between you and the young lady y'all will fall in love and get married and blah 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 except in this version of this story, um, he he is saved by a young lady. He's uh he's weak, and he ends up falling for the girl. Okay, um, so he's so trying kind of a role reversal. reversal. Yeah, perfect. So he's trying to uh, get stronger so he can impress this girl um, who doesn't seem like to notice him. But as uh, you learn at the beginning of the story, that this there are these gods or goddesses um, who decide that kind of like a. Olympian, like the Greek gods, where yeah. they decided, like, oh, they got bored one day and they want to live with the the mortals, so they they come down and they started these guilds that they run. So he's work, and it doesn't go into details until like he's already kind of in this guild. He's working for this goddess where he's the only member of the guild, and she's madly in love with him, and he doesn't have no idea. So clueless, <laughs> he's one hundred percent clueless. Like he just he has no like he wakes up and she's like sleeping on him, and he's like he just crawls out of the bed, he's like all right, time to go in this dungeon thing. Doesn't pay any mind. So it's like he's just living his life and he's trying to press this other girl. So Sounds like the guy from um, the anime you were telling me about, the arcade dude, just yeah. clueless. Well, yeah, yeah, but this, I mean, the other guy is just the other guy from the arcade one's kind of a dick because he just wants to play games and blows him off. This kind one, of an asshole about it. This one is he's he's generally a nice guy and he's like trying to be pulling a fast one or anything like that. He's right. just, he's just being nice. So it was funny. It's like I guess since he, he's part of this guild, since this goddess can like use these spells that's written on like a tattoo on his back, and she's noticing like his stats are growing up because he's falling for this other girl. And apparently, his special skill is like if he pours his heart out into somebody else, his stats will like shoot up. And she's like getting pissed. It's like, why is this other girl more important than me? <laughs> yeah, going in. Yeah, so it, it's 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 good uh, comedy bit. So I mean, that's kind of like the backstory for this game. So. Uh, this game is made by uh, Magus. Uh, what I didn't really—it's a dungeon crawler. I do like dungeon crawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems very crude. It's like top-down, like chibi characters, and it's the attacks are very simple. It's usually just an attack and then a magic button. This is on um, PS4 also. PS4 and Switch. I think I'm playing on PS4 so though. Switch too. Um, this is an import copy though. This is uh, I think the American version that's come out till May. I've been importing it before I can cancel it because it was too late because the American version was announced a couple months back. I was like, fuck, whatever. I'm already in. So. It's already taken out of my account. Okay. So what makes it cool is um, 
it is a very fucking visual novel as uh, told as a story. So the stories bits are told as a visual novel, mm-hmm. uh, text based, written uh, with character voice. And then you have that uh, dungeon crawler part as the action part that kind of like move the story forward. So I haven't got much in there, maybe about an hour, where I just got through into tutorial for the dungeon going through there. And uh, the dungeon uh, is randomized. So, but uh, so far I've been enjoying That's it. Cool. Um, I'm kind of watching the anime as I go through this. Um, I don't know. I like the anime. I think it's funny. Uh, I could do without all the scantily clad parts or the. <laughs> The etchy stuff as they always put on there, but mm-hmm. I can get that. The you know those awkward situations is what brings some of the comedy in there, and it doesn't go too far, you know. So, but yep, that's pretty much it. I'm playing this week. His games are caught up. I want to hear more about that one. And the... doesn't sound as bad as you made it out to be. Which one is it? Wrong like... to pick up girls in the dungeon? Yes. <laughs> I thought you mentioned this on a on a podcast before. Like I thought I'd heard about this title. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking into this thing where I'm watching. I'm playing games and I'm watching the animes they're based on, and I'm. So far, I'm enjoying it because, like, I never would have given Fairy Tale a chance, yeah, ever, and to, uh, only because I, I, you know, I love Gus Studio and I wanted to play their game and I wanted some background on there, and I, I've been enjoying Fairy Tale more than I thought I would. Dragon Ball. Um, I've you always just finished enjoyed Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball, but it's put me in the mood to watch Dragon Ball again, and, and it's funny because I've told you and I mentioned in this podcast before where we have these water cooler conversations, like, yeah, we remember this moment on there. This was a good moment. This is how they they kind of showed it in the game and you know, on there, and it's like, are your coworkers still digging a uh, Kakarot? Yeah, yeah, they're out, they're out there like, yeah, I'm going to buy this shit. You know, stuff that before they looked like, yeah, I'm going to buy that shit. And when we're talking about it, I'm showing them some videos on YouTube, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy yeah, that it's shit. it's pretty good yeah, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm in this big, I guess, anime watching, playing game kick. I don't know how far this is going to go. It works. I guess it'll go until to the point where I hate anime again. I don't know. Should be. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, you've infected me with your horror game kick, so that's why we're streaming all these horror games. God. I don't You've know what it is, man. Silent Hill Resident Evil, man. I'm excited to go in blind with Silent Hill 2. No clue. Never played a second of it. I love Silent Hill. I played the first, second one. Um, I, as much as I loved the first one, I, two hours in the third one, and then I fell off completely off the stairs. I never played four of the room. I think this would be a great game. And I never really got into the Western development ones, other than Downpour. I think I got maybe halfway through it, and then for whatever reason, like most games in the PS3 era, I was like, eh, I moved on to the next thing. Then you know. and I played uh, that hour or so of Homecoming. No, it wasn't Homecoming. Uh, shattered, shattered, shattered memories. memories for the week. Yeah, uh, you can find this podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's no podcast. Yep, not on the Facebooks. Fuck Facebook. Yep, we're on streaming platforms such as iTunes. Streaming platform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcast streaming platform. There we go. Sorry. There we Spotify. Go. Uh, Google Play Store. Oh, the Overcast. iHeartRadio. The, the Stitchers. Is that SoundCloud. It? SoundCloud, our yep. host. And yes, anywhere, sorry for forgetting you, SoundCloud. Anywhere an RSS feed is available, you tell us. You tweet at us. You let us know where you found us. And we'll send you something. We'll send you a sticker in the mail. And the sticker, sticker. will not be a NoFodcast sticker. It'll no, be you a, have some. Yeah. I have some down here. It'll be a sticker of a Care Bear. Uh, doing a Care Bear stare. We'll find one of those. With uh, sparkles on it. Lots of sparkles. Good stickers. I've been adding stickers to my iPad on the back. I got a mermaid one. You can also find us streaming on primarily, uh, was it Twitch? We tr- we stream on Twitch, and then the recording of that stream will go up on YouTube. YouTube so if you miss yeah. us live, we're trying to do Saturday nights. If you miss yeah. us live, we'll, that video will be on YouTube. Um, I guess it depends on what game we're playing. So if we end up doing anything Xbox-based, we'll probably go on Mixer. No, we'll probably, we'll probably still do record because we still got to record on YouTube somehow. We're playing some so. old school. Yeah. yeah, I like having that recording. And uh, we got some suggestions last week to put the chat up in the window, but YouTube's going to record. It's going to pull, or the OBS feed, 
feed is going to pull all that video, and I don't really want chat recorded, so yeah. I don't think we have to. Plus, we're poor, so that too. we don't want to pay for software and licensing huh. for, you know, until not, the, yet. not until we get like 300 people, and yeah. we need that feature on there to read stuff, then, then we it. can justify it. Make yeah. it happen. If you put you put 300 people in that chat room, we'll, we'll fucking buy the shit to, to maintain that and interact with them. We will keep up with the community. Don't get me wrong, we're going to interact with the community. We're just going to have to do it. Some weird band-aid Lego methods. So right now we're keeping up with our demand. Yep. Hey, let's get to streaming, sir. We're done here. Hour and ten minutes. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Oh, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Absolutely nothing. We're done. Let's go stream. Let's play some yep. Silent Hill too. Thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Yep. Go Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, but not the Seahawks. <laughs> or the Blackhawks of Chicago. Just go Atlanta team. Hawks. Yes, Atlanta Hawks only. Gotta be. Yeah. How many fucking Hawks teams are there? Blackhawks, Battle Hawks now in XFL. XFL's good shit. I watch two more games. <laughs> they get better and better each weekend. I've actually sat there and watched back-to-back -back <laughs> games. I was sitting there like, damn, like, they, they pull me good. in every time. Yep. I'm like, yeah. All right, let's get out of here, man. We'll, we'll be discussing sports forever. Yeah, all right. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys for joining us this week. We'll catch you next week. Go Bye. Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. We're back. Atlanta <laughs> Hawks are in sports teams. Bye. <laughs>